am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Welcome to another episode of How to Take a Break, the podcast. I knew there was going to be an episode, but this is kind of an impromptu recording that fell in line with the intention for February, which was to talk about love and unpack love and have some deep conversations on love. And this episode was created after attending the Embody Love Retreat. And I have Tanya Leak on today. She has been on in season two, um, but she was the host, the pioneer of this <laughs> wonderful um, Embody Love movement. And she's going to come in and we're just going to have a conversation about love today. Tanya, how are you? I am lovely. <laughs> I'm really, really, really happy to be here. I am so excited that you were able to experience it and and excited to talk to you and your audience about it. Right. So let's refresh everybody before we get into like our conversation because it's going to be good. So, you know, get your snack, get your drink. It's going to be good. Get your chase lounge. Get Get on your chase lounge. Go hide in your closet. Right. (laughs) And, and, And tuck in. But Tanya, just tell everybody... A little bit about you. Give us a little bit background on who is Tanya Lee. All right. I am a a certified health and wellness coach. And for a lot of people, that means different things. But for me, I am a partner with my clients in terms of navigating their health and wellness journey. And so as the founder of Embody Well, underneath that, my goal is to really work with all of my clients and customers to really find their way to health and wellness because it looks different for everybody. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, it has been my pleasure to pursue my passion uh, for health and wellness. And, um, and I'm glad we're going to talk about one of the major pieces of, of the embody well philosophy around training powerfully, nourishing joyfully and recovering peacefully. Yes. Yes. It, it hits on all of it. And so I believe it was last Saturday, I attended the Embody Love Retreat, which was just a deep dive into love, (laughs) into love. Um, It was myself. The visual I just got was really powerful. I was like, huh, I got to find a graphic artist. But anyway, go ahead. I like the way you said it. Yes, it was like a deep dive into love. And, you know, the... A lot of it was centering on, of course, self-love. And that's something I too talk about on this podcast. I have the I Am Open to Love journal, which taps into how we work on, do the work on our internal love so that we can have better external love because love starts with you. It starts here on the inside. And I felt like you really dug deep into that. You brought together such a wonderful group of ladies. There were about maybe 10 or 11 of us there. But it was just the right size for an intimate gathering for these discussions that we had. And there was some powerful discussions, some honest discussions about love. 
And I think I want to start there, which is how do you define love? What does love look like to you? Uh, well, first, I want to say I was so excited that you were able to attend. I, I knew that you would have some very, very powerful contributions um, because of your focus on it um, and your journal. And I mean, I think journaling is one of the most powerful ways to, to be introspective and reflective. And so, um, so I was so excited that you were able to, to come and be a part of the experience um, because as you said, every woman really contributes and, and the focus on women is very intentional, but we can talk about that after I, after I actually answer your question. <laughs> so, um, so how do I define love? And that was something that I really did go, as they say, to the bottom of the ocean on. I, I really thought about all of these qualities. And, and when I started Embody Well, I had started out with workshops. And one of the key um, components and and games that we we played was an affirmation game that I have. Uh, if anybody knows Mad Libs, it was a Mad Libs type of development of your own affirmations. And the thing that came out of that, uh, one of the major components of that was to take words that you use for your love for others and apply them to statements about yourself. And what became obvious from that, that was in 2010, there would be either shock, disbelief, or just a breakdown when they realize the, the gap between how they perceive love in their external relationships and how love was perceived internally, right? Your self-love. And I mean, I we had emotions, you know, and, and then embody love. If somebody doesn't cry, I feel like, oh, we didn't, get, oh we didn't get to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and then I have to cry too. So so um yeah, it it so my definition came out of my experience with that with women again in circle. And um and it it is actually um four major pieces. And I kind of I'm an engineer, so I put it into a formula, which which made sense to my brain. And I look at love as something that is, you know, again, it can be self or other, but it should be consistent for you. You don't want to have that sort of disconnect in your brain between self and other. And, and this is healthy love. Some people will say, but that, that, I believe that this is really important for it to be healthy, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one other piece of it, because some people will tell you this is love. And, and I would challenge that if, if these pieces are missing. So first, out of the four, first is awareness, right? Um, being aware of particularly the emotional guidance system that you have. Uh, and so I won't go too deep into that, but awareness. And so again, for self-love, it's about self-awareness. It starts there. The second component is your ability to, to accept. So once you become aware, right, you're going to be, nobody's perfect. So you're going to become aware of the good and the bad. How do you accept it as the whole person? So you're accepting, whether it be yourself or someone else, how are you accepting of that? And so there's, for self-love, it's self-acceptance. Um, for, again, love, you can genericize it and it's acceptance. And the third piece is compassion. And I did a lot of work. I was um, blogging for uh, another um, organization and, and I did a piece on compassion culture versus criticism culture. Mm. 
And so there's a big, you know, sort of shift, particularly for peoples of color, and that's a whole nother dive. Um, but compassion is one of those things that um, we feel like we don't deserve. And compassion specifically defined in the sense that not only do we, again, once you get to uh, awareness and actually acceptance, then how do you show yourself the support? And how do you uh, embrace what is best for you um, and not sort of sacrifice that for to the fullest extent? I mean, there's compromise, but you don't just cut out a part of yourself or cut out a part of anybody. Uh, you know, showing compassion is, is part of that overall embrace um, in, in love. And then the, the fourth part is really kind of the one that wraps them all together, which is intention. Um, so you have to, I say, have awareness, acceptance, and compassion, and multiply that by intention. It needs to be active. Yes, I did. And we broke that down, and I thought that that was so good. And I'm doing stuff a little differently this episode, because I told y'all this was impromptu. So we're going to actually go into breakaway number one. So based on what she was saying, and I was just, you know, aha moments, I'll open one for you over here. So breakaway number one that I, I feel that I hope you guys got from all that, and I know I definitely got from the retreat is get honest about how you define love. You talked about awareness and acceptance and attention. These are all like big, powerful words. And we had a discussion in my group about you know, the Disney style of love, <laughs> right? Um, Hallmark Channel love, which these things are nice. These things are pretty, but is that really love? And it gets into what you said, healthy love. Yeah. And one of the things I wrote down is like, my love is what is love to me. Love is freeing, but it's also accepting. And as you get older, for me, you learned that lesson and my definition, I saw how my definition changed right before my eyes. And, and part of that journey was that along the way, my definition changed because of how I learned to love myself along that mm. Mm. And, and help define that. And once you define that, then you're like, yeah, love is freeing. That was my sentence. Love is accepting someone who's going to accept me and I'm going to accept them. Yes. And so I think that that's a wonderful breakaway, breakaway number one, which is getting honest about how you define love. And, and taking, taking, as you would say, taking a break mm -hmm. to, to, to get there. I think one of the things, you know, we talked about in the retreat is how important it is to have a language, you know, people talk mm -hmm. about love languages, like, oh, do you have, yeah. is it acts of service or, <laughs> And what we're talking about is a language by which you can actually talk to the people in your life as well as yourself mm -hmm. about what's going on and figure out, you know, we talk about, I talked about the emotional guidance system. There's, there's the emotions and then there's what you do as a result of the emotions. And so all of that is, is a part of understanding how you define love and where maybe it could be healthier. I think, again, you know, as I would say in Embody Well, health mm -hmm. and wellness is a journey, right? So is love and self-love. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you're, you're, I don't think you ever, if you get to the destination, you know, maybe the Dalai Lama and some of these other, you know, sort of aspirational people. Um, but, but part of it is just really enjoying the ride and getting to know yourself and living life and experiencing mm-hmm. the ups and the downs. And, and again, it's nothing's perfect. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really is about the experience. So. And I think this goes into this next question, which is, why do you think people find it so hard to embrace love, to be open to love, to understand love? Um, I mean, this is my personal opinion. Well, I think of course. <laughs> there are, and, and, and there are, there are, so, and actually, so I'll take it out and I'll say, everyone has their story, mm-hmm. their story they tell themselves, their story that they want others to believe about them, um, their story that they think the world needs to, to, to see or to read. And I think that is, interestingly enough, why it becomes so hard. And, and the, 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 the tagline of Embody Love, the retreat is, go beyond self-care, rediscover mm-hmm. self-love. Because in my opinion, things get, like you said, freeing. Mm-hmm. That's the key. It gets easier when you have this very clear, anything is easier when it's clear, right? We talk about problems and it's like, I don't know what to do. And you're confused. Once you get clear, it becomes much easier, right? I'm not saying easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier. And it is it is absolutely freeing to, to be you know, we talk about being grounded and being centered and being, you know, really standing in our power. And this is about giving words to that and what that looks like and what that feels like and how you can tap into it and not sort of be generically, oh, I'm going to be, because we, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords and stuff and love is one of those that is just like, so that's why this whole thing came to me, which is let's explore it and redefine it and get really clear on what it is so that when we do open up the gates and say, I'm going to go out and get you know, receive love and give love that you're very, very clear and you can make sure you return to the place where you can do that in a healthy way, as we were talking about. So I think people make it hard because they haven't done some of this process. And, and, and I will, for, for most people, it is a matter of, you know, not taking the time. I'm going back to you're taking a break. And it's very easy in this world, in this life, in this culture, in this society. So it's go, 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 because we all got stuff to do. And I'm hoping with this retreat, you know, the intent is as a series and it, it's, you know, one Saturday for a couple hours that you are able to once a month take a break, sit down, retreat, and reflect because that is going to enable you to be able to, to give. As you've talked about for everything your podcast is about, that's why I was like, oh my God, <laughs> she's got to be a part of this. <laughs> well, because you said so much again, like I said, this is why it was so enjoyable. But <laughs> it's really like breakaway number two is like people have to take a break to do the work. And I feel like that is why it's so hard for us to embrace love or be open to love. And I was part of the, the why, the we, <laughs> right? Because, you know, so many times we're moving and moving and we never have the time to sit down with ourselves. And like you said, get clear on your story. 
because a lot of us have been telling each telling ourselves this story like well this is this is what I can get right yeah or I don't deserve this type of love yes a good type of love I deserve these toxic relationships because I'm toxic or I've been through trauma like we we did a, a series on this last year when I wrote the journal and I, I had somebody talking about love and trauma. And so sometimes we we repeat these cycles because we think that's the story that we're telling ourselves and each other, which is, well, this is what I deserve. This is the type of love I deserve, or this is how I see myself. This is the story. And we're not clear on that. We haven't sat down to do the work and unpack the why, mm-hmm. you know, like assist why do you only date this type of person? Like, why do you think this is happening? Or why do you look in the mirror and you, you're always telling somebody else how good they look? You love their hair. You love their body. But why is it when you look at yourself, you can't tell yourself that you it's love difficult. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to take a break to do this work and to get clear on our story Oof. I, all I can do is raise my hands <laughs> okay so what are some ways that you show yourself love oh um you know I as as a dancer and as a fitness person you know and it being my you know I think there are certain people who don't necessarily maybe do it as their spare time in their spare time but that is movement is absolutely key for me mm-hmm. I, I fortunately discovered that early on that when so I danced all my life until I graduated from college and then I got into the working world and of course I didn't have time to dance to take a break to, to do what gave my heart you know sort of fulfillment and, and joy and I, when I went back to it, I realized I was like, ah, I had the, you know, the aha moment. And I was like, I got to do this. So, so dancing for me is huge. Um, whether I, and, 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 you know, I don't, it, it could be my cultural memory. It could be just the type of person I am as an extrovert, but I enjoy much more doing it in circle, in groups, Right. you know, women, men, but, you know, there's an energy exchange that happens. And if you have ever done African dance or done any dances from the diaspora, that's, that is an integral part of it, right? It's dance is life and not dance is just something you do. It's like part of the social, the, you know, spiritual, the, all of these things come together and dance. So for me, that is probably the major thing that again, allows me to show love to myself because I feel different. And again, I'm going to go back to, and this, that's something that one of the main principles of Embody Love is that really look at how you feel. And if you don't feel good, you know, we, women, we as women, we always say, trust your gut. We as women, we always say, trust your gut. And that's really what this is about. This is about tapping into those emotions and the things that make you feel good and going beyond that, knowing what are the feelings that are important for you to 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 feel mm-hmm. it is it enjoyment is it empowerment is it peace what are those things and what gives you that so now now that i said that i actually i do enjoy sitting in silence that is like if i can get a bath mm-hmm. and tea or wine depending upon how i'm feeling that day right <laughs> that for me is also very like um 
and then other than that getting outside and just being in nature um that's that's one of my go-tos from a peace perspective uh i just like to listen to listen to nature and try to tune out everything else i think we spoke about some of these things even on our last probably yeah. episode we talked about movement or whatever i'm sure we talked yes i'm sure we talked about dance because that's one number one for me well and for me that was one of i'm checking my little laptop there for me dance is what kind of helped me with better loving myself especially loving my body like movement I yes. think there's so much power in like once you start to rarely move your body it kind of like helps you like you tap in you hone in to like wow this is my body you look at yourself more in the mirror because you get adjusted you know um to looking at yourself while you're dancing and then mm-hmm. it's like something keys in like that's me like my <laughs> body is doing it like that's kind of amazing you know and I feel like it gives you this newfound appreciation and love for your body. And then that opens it up to love for other parts of your being, your hair, your skin, your face, your smile. And I don't know, it's to me, like, that's a key. This dance is so integral in that, that process. Yes. And, and what I've seen, and it's, it's interesting, you just reminded me, um, you know, I, I studied tango and mm-hmm. my instructor and myself and another coach, we did a, um, we did a series of um, workshops as well called the Tango Conversation. And what was interesting about that is it was very much, you know, we had couples come in and the dynamic that you experience in this sort of very fluid, you know, uh, dance, literally and figuratively, was really, really interesting in terms of what it would tell you. And what I tell people, and I would tell couples this as well, is, you know, if you are, you know, not comfortable in your body, with your body, what you see dance without looking dance like no one's watching including yourself right right and feel how you feel because i always say everybody can dance i think we talked about this in the last one um (laughs) and only certain people can perform like only certain people should be paid for it but if you are able to just tap into that feeling i think you get there like you said you you feel that and it starts to make you more comfortable because you just enjoy what your body is doing and if it's it's not about but it's about the feeling it's not about the visual um focusing on that allows you to kind of shift the thinking that you have about about body stuff so that's that's been my experience working with women and everything so oh i wrote something down and I'm trying to see, I'm not sure if it came from you or if it came from my group, but it says, <laughs> <laughs> I had some really good breakout sessions and we are going to talk about a little bit more about the, the actual components of the retreat as well. But I wrote down, let people show you how they participate in love. Mm, I don't remember saying that, but I sometimes get in a zone. And I say things and people are like, oh, you said, and I said, oh, so, <laughs> but it could have, you know, one of the powerful things to me and the reason why I wanted to get women together is I learned from the women in the groups and the women in the groups teach me. I mean, so it's, it's, I mean, we're, like I said, we're all on this journey. And so, yeah, there are jewels from, from everywhere. I have for every single session I've ever had with every cohort, I have one thing that I've taken 
from at least one thing from each of them. So yes, but what you just said, yeah, that's that's magical. I got to see if I put that in my notes. <laughs> if I didn't say it. I know. I was like, I said, oh, this is good. Why did I circle this? This sounds so good. <laughs> Let people show you how they participate in love. Like, all right. <laughs> yes. I love it. All right. So we have talked a lot about this retreat. And I, I, we've talked about some concepts on the retreat. And we've talked about uh, words of wisdoms and gems. <laughs> I've had two breakaways already. Give us more infor- information about the Embody Love Retreat. How did you come up with it? What are the components of mm-hmm. it? Uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I just want you to kind of like clearly walk people through it. Yeah. And, and I want to start with how it started. I actually made a, I recommitted to myself after I had fibroid surgery. Mm. And that experience was just, ugh. and one of the things in the holistic tradition that is the belief is that fibroids come from, you know, trauma, to your point, relationship trauma in particular, and women kind of holding that in this relationship space, that is where, you know, many times people we love enter physically and metaphorically. And so part, I had a whole healing circle of women, et cetera. So I made this recommitment. And one of the things that I I kind of almost sort of gave myself a a new name and it was love. And that's what just came to me. And I was journaling and I was meditating. And as I was healing, um, I was looking to heal, not just my physical body, but, you know, sort of whatever was going on potentially that had led to that. And some of these concepts and things came to me, you know, in journal, in reflection, in meditation. And, and I just started to write them out and it, it, it literally formed itself. It was almost like, literally like, that's why I say a labor of love, truly, it formed itself and became this five session thing. I didn't say, oh, I'm going to do, it just sort of happened. Everything was so serendipitous and things appeared to me, um, you know, an email that I was like, oh my gosh, that, yes, oh, uh," and it, you know, things got sparked. So it was really, 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 I, you know, I am not a religious person. I am a spiritual person, Mm -hmm. but this was, this was divinely (laughs) intended. And, and so I, in, in my coaching, you know, um, practice and, and, and training, there's all this stuff around adult learning and making it practical and everything. And so I added that stuff into the toolkit and the, you know, the overall experience. And, and so I came out with one focusing on women because I think women are, we're the lovers. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, we're the lovers, not the fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first, first and foremost, it's focused on women um, because we, we are, we, we come together in such a different way. And so I think that it is, it is the way that we come together is perfect for a love retreat. Second, it was a retreat and it was designed for, again, hopefully to give women space mm-hmm. to take that time and to, 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 to process that, explore that, redefine it. I, I, you know, I think I told you that I don't call it workshop because I, try to get away from words that may feel hard for people. Mm-hmm. 
And so when I think of retreat, I'm just, let's have a discussion. Let's, and so going back to your question before about why do you think we make it hard? Part of it, I think, is the language that we use and the mind and the, what, the, what that applies in terms of a mindset. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, ah, so it's a retreat. And then things just kind of like, you know, you know how when you're relaxed and stuff just spills out, like people in yoga class, <laughs> my stretch class, sometimes we just have a little fart. It's just, it stuff just comes out. <laughs> So that's what, that's what, you know, we're going for is that relaxation to allow things to come in and things to come out that need to. And, um, and then the last thing is, it's been interesting because it started during the pandemic. Mm. And I think that the, the, what I liked about the virtual environment for the retreat and post pandemic, I want to, you know, go live. Um, but what I think is magical about having the virtual component is one of the things I encourage people to do is to think about their space. Mm -hmm. You were, we were talking earlier, I think before we started recording about how you feel about your space. And as I mentioned, when I had those early affirmation um, sessions and I was working with groups of women and one of the things we would do is we would talk about our space and it was in that affirmation thing. And we'd say our space is blah, blah, blah. And again, it was Mad Libs based on how they felt when they were on vacation and right. away. And when they put it into the new sentence about their own space. Again, I had one woman who cried. She was like, no, my kids run my house. Mm. I have no space for me in my house. Virtual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is really, really powerful about virtual, especially as I looked at, again, my previous affirmation sessions, we had an exercise to look at how we looked at vacation spots and our homes, right? Where we are, we, where we spend most of our time. Right. And it, there was again, a gap, just like the gap between how we look at our love relationships with others and the things we value and how we look at the relationship with ourselves. There was a gap between how we look at going somewhere and then when we come back to. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I had this one woman who cried because her kids ran her house. And she did, she, could she she couldn't even read the statement because I usually have the women read the statements she couldn't even read the statement about what her space is like because it was so untrue for her and so you know distorted in terms of how she saw and so I, yeah I, I um so that in the virtual space it's really an opportunity for women to think about you know I've had women who've attended the the virtual retreat and they say you know, when I send out the little setting up your space, here are some ideas, here are some thoughts in terms of, you know, tapping into all of your senses. And they're like, I never thought I could do that with my own space. And it's like, yeah, you don't have to go somewhere. And in fact, you should get your own space where you feel good, where it's like a retreat, like you can retreat into your own space, the place where you spend, again, most of your time. I think it's in line with the, something that I have been saying in a lot of interviews I've, I've been doing over the past year, which is that taking a break has to be intentional. It's the same thing with sitting like this retreat-like space in your house. Like um, one of the beautiful things, the inspiring things that one of the women did, like she took like this luxurious shower before the <laughs> retreat. She showed up in this big plush white oh, robe. That robe was fantastic. <laughs> oh, she had candles lit. And I was like, I wanted to light candles. Like 
she did everything like she took stuff like to the step that I was like oh we should have all done that that was amazing it was wonderful you know you have your snacks your sparkling water your tea you know you had your tea though girl you had the people on the tea I had the tea. I sent that out and um, and I had my tea, but you know, but that's again, one of the things I was like, if I don't do anything else, I really got up early that morning and I brewed that tea and I'm like, I'm going to have this tea. If I don't have anything else with how crazy this day might get, I am making space and time that I'm going to have my, my tea that was lovingly brewed this morning and sitting aside. And a, Intentionally and, brewed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly what you're saying. You intentionally made that happen and and again life happens right but I think the retreat and especially in this sort of virtual scenario makes you think about what you can do and how you can show yourself love in these small ways that you can fit in so this might be um a hard question to answer but um you have been doing these retreats um, during the pandemic. We're in like year 35 of the pandemic. But um, (laughs) what has been like maybe a couple of big lessons that that you have learned during these retreats? Oof, that's a very good question. Um, There is so much. You know, I, I, I am, again, I feel like you're part of the serendipitous world because this, the way you have sort of narrowed it down to, to take a break, I love. And, um, and really, it has been that so many women appreciate a break, mm-hmm. <laughs> appreciate a reason to take a break, and, and then appreciate being able to talk to other women about some of the things that they do. And I have the sounds of New York behind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I guess, I mean, I, this is part of what I wanted, but I think it's gone sort of beyond my initial vision in terms of, you know, meeting these women where they are and, and giving them the space to take that break that you're talking about. and. And then also to give them tools. Um, so, so I think in terms of the lessons, I've learned that, yes, we as women need this. And, and I am more than happy <laughs> to offer it. Um, it, it, is a, it is a labor of love and it continues to be a joy. I mean, every single session I have, um, there's some little tidbit. I will tell you my favorite line, which I can't even remember if we talked about, um, is don't yuck someone else's yum. And that came from one of the previous participants. And I was like, oh my God, that is, that's definitely gold. I'm like, that is, that is so much better than, you know, one person's trash, another person's trash. I'm like, don't yuck, don't yuck. And, and, you know, (laughs) if you need to use that, use that. Don't yuck my yum. Mm Mm-mm, no, 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 as my (laughs) niece would say. Um, So, so I've learned these little, little things that um, women do for themselves, um, uh, for their <laughs> sanity and well-being. Um, so they've added things to my repertoire, you know, in terms of um, things that that I can do. I mean, I have new, I have new, a new tea. I love teas, and you sent me a new tea link. So that's, you know, I mean, there's there's all these little things, and it's hard to kind of kind of stack them up. 
Um, but um, with each group, there's other new learnings. Um, we had a conversation about um, extending oneself in love, but then also knowing when to pull back and that that is loving. And we'd, I'd never had that mm -hmm. explicit conversation before. And I, I thought that was up. Oh, that's another thing that, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess, I think there's a lot of little learnings. I know that again, the, the major learning that I have is that this is needed. Um, the space is needed for, mm -hmm. for women to be in circle on this particular topic. And um, I genuinely believe that it is, the ripple effects can be tremendous um, from it. Um, the last thing I'll say is that what I discovered that I didn't know is that this is especially important for women in transition. And I say in transition, and I mean moving from one space in their life to another. And that could be mm. um, a job change. That could be um, a relationship change. Uh, that could be a, um, uh, uh, I had, you know, some people whose parents passed away. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so all those things, yes, the kids, you're now moving into a new stage of life in terms of whether that's for the, so, so, so right now I'm actually looking at, you know, how we can have some of those women together at various places. Um, so the next one coming up is going to be for single, the single ladies um, called Beyond the Breakup, right? Mm -hmm. um, because that's, and, and again, to use your phrase, to, you need to take a break between those and figure out, okay, what was going on there? What are things that I can improve? And it's not to say that anything was bad, or, but you've, you've, you know, you're moving to this new stage, whether that was chosen or not. And so what do you need to take a break and just sit mm -hmm. with before you move into that next one to make that even more expansive, even more uh, uh, enriching and rewarding for you. So how can women connect with you to take part in one of the Embody Love retreats? So um, you can sign up on the website, which is embodywell.com. Uh, you can email me, love at embodywell.com uh, for information. Um, that's for the Embody Love specifically. And, and then, yeah, uh, there's on YouTube uh, and there's a, on, on the website, it's actually embodywell.com slash embodylove. There's some testimonials from some previous participants so you can get a sense as to what it's about, um, kind of a little more deep dive. And then I have um, a little paper that I've written on those four components that we talked about. And you can sign up for the mailing list and I can send you information about upcoming sessions. Um, so as I mentioned, there are five sessions, but you can do the first one kind of dip your toe in mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, really get into and, and sign up for the remainder where we really take a, you know, we go deep on each one of those four areas. Yeah. Uh, and those, those have their own kind of models, again, engineering brain models attached to them. But, but, but I think the, 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 the great thing about that, um, I say engineering brain, but the feedback I've gotten is that it makes it much more helpful, just like the framework we talked through for love. Right. I have these frameworks for each one for the awareness, the acceptance, and you can use those and those become tools in your personal toolkit to go back to and journal. So, you know, again, these could be used with your journal and you have things to, to, to think on and reflect on. 
Um, so, so yeah, so I would say the website is the easiest thing, but I am always open to having a conversation, which I've had with many women uh, online. And I'm going to make sure that I get all that information in the show notes. And just a reminder of the breakaways, we have breakaway number one, get honest about how you define love. Mm. And breakaway number two, get clear on your story, take a break to do the work. Tanya, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me about love. I'm sure we'll have some more conversations <laughs> soon. I hope so. And thank you so much for being a part of this and um, being willing to tell other folks about it. That makes me excited. I'm excited about it too. Everyone else, I will see you in the next episode. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at P.M. Kester, that's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram, or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.